part two chapter one section three of the possessed by fyodor dostoevsky translated by constance garnett this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine chapter one night section three it was seven o'clock in the evening nikolai vsyevolodovitch was sitting alone in his study the room he had been fond of in old days it was lofty carpeted with rugs and contained somewhat heavy old-fashioned furniture he was sitting on the sofa in the corner dressed as though to go out though he did not seem to be intending to do so on the table before him stood a lamp with a shade the sides and corners of the big room were left in shadow his eyes looked dreamy and concentrated not altogether tranquil his face looked tired and had grown a little thinner he really was ill with a swollen face but the story of a tooth having been knocked out was an exaggeration one had been loosened but it had grown into its place again he had had a cut on the inner side of the upper lip but that too had healed the swelling on his face had lasted all the week simply because the invalid would not have a doctor and instead of having the swelling lanced had waited for it to go down he would not hear of a doctor and would scarcely allow even his mother to come near him and then only for a moment once a day and only at dusk after it was dark and before lights had been brought in he did not receive pyotr stepanovitch either though the latter ran round to varvara petrovna's two or three times a day so long as he remained in the town and now at last returning on the monday morning after his three days absence pyotr stepanovitch made a circuit of the town and after dining at yulia mikhailovna's came at last in the evening to varvara petrovna who was impatiently expecting him the interdict had been removed nikolai vsyevolodovitch was at home varvara petrovna herself led the visitor to the door of the study she had long looked forward to their meeting and pyotr stepanovitch had promised to run to her and repeat what passed she knocked timidly at nikolai vsyevolodovitch's door and getting no answer ventured to open the door a couple of inches nicholas may i bring pyotr stepanovitch in to see you she asked in a soft and restrained voice trying to make out her son's face behind the lamp you can you can of course you can pyotr stepanovitch himself cried out loudly and gaily he opened the door with his hand and went in nikolai vsyevolodovitch had not heard the knock at the door and only caught his mother's timid question and had not had time to answer it before him at that moment there lay a letter he had just read over which he was pondering deeply he started hearing pyotr stepanovitch's sudden outburst and hurriedly put the letter under a paperweight but did not quite succeed a corner of the letter and almost the whole envelope showed i called out on purpose that you might be prepared pyotr stepanovitch said hurriedly with surprising naivete running up to the table and instantly staring at the corner of the letter which peeped out from beneath the paperweight and no doubt you had time to see how i hid the letter i had just received under the paperweight said nikolai vsyevolodovitch calmly without moving from his place a letter bless you and your letters what are they to do with me cried the visitor but what does matter he whispered again turning to the door which was by now closed and nodding his head in that direction she never listens nikolai vsyevolodovitch observed coldly what if she did over here cried pyotr stepanovitch raising his voice cheerfully and settling down in an armchair 
i've nothing against that only i've come here now to speak to you alone well at last i've succeeded in getting at you first of all how are you i see you're getting on splendidly to-morrow you'll show yourself again eh perhaps set their minds at rest set mine at rest at last he gesticulated violently with a jocose and amiable air if only you knew what nonsense i've had to talk to them you know though he laughed i don't know everything i only heard from my mother that you've been very active oh, well i've said nothing definite pyotr stepanovitch flared up at once as though defending himself from an awful attack i simply trotted out shatov's wife you know that is the rumours of your liaison in paris which accounted of course for what happened on sunday you're not angry i'm sure you've done your best oh that's just what i was afraid of though what does that mean done your best that's a reproach isn't it you always go straight for things though what i was most afraid of as i came here was that you wouldn't go straight for the point i don't want to go straight for anything said nikolai vsyevolodovitch with some irritation but he laughed at once i didn't mean that i didn't mean that don't make a mistake cried pyotr stepanovitch waving his hands rattling his words out like peas and at once relieved at his companion's irritability i'm not going to worry you with our business especially in your present position i've only come about sunday's affair and only to arrange the most necessary steps because you see it's impossible i've come with the frankest explanations which i stand in more need of than you so much for your vanity but at the same time it's true i've come to be open with you from this time forward then you have not been open with me before you know that yourself i've been cunning with you many times you smile i'm very glad of that smile as a prelude to our explanation i provoked that smile on purpose by using the word cunning so that you might get cross directly at my daring to think i could be cunning so that i might have a chance of explaining myself at once you see you see how open i have become now well do you care to listen in the expression of nikolai vsyevolodovitch's face which was contemptuously composed and even ironical in spite of his visitor's obvious desire to irritate him by the insolence of his premeditated and intentionally coarse naivetes there was at last a look of rather uneasy curiosity listen said pyotr stepanovitch wriggling more than ever when i set off to come here i mean here in the large sense to this town ten days ago i made up my mind of course to assume a character it would have been best to have done without anything to have kept one's own character wouldn't it there is no better dodge than one's own character because no one believes in it i meant i must own to assume the part of a fool because it is easier to be a fool than to act one's own character but as a fool is after all something extreme and anything extreme excites curiosity i ended by sticking to my own character and what is my own character the golden mean neither wise nor foolish rather stupid and dropped from the moon as sensible people say here isn't that it perhaps it is said nikolai vsyevolodovitch with a faint smile ah you agree i'm very glad i knew beforehand that it was your own opinion you needn't trouble i'm not annoyed and i didn't describe myself in that way to get a flattering contradiction from you no you're not stupid you're clever ah you're smiling again i blundered once more you would not have said you're clever granted i'll let it pass anyway 
passons as papa says and in parenthesis don't be vexed with my verbosity by the way i always say a lot that is use a great many words and talk very fast and i never speak well and why do i use so many words and why do i never speak well because i don't know how to speak people who can speak well speak briefly so that i am stupid am i not but as this gift of stupidity is natural to me why shouldn't i make skilful use of it and i do make use of it it's true that as i came here i did think at first of being silent but you know silence is a great talent and therefore incongruous for me and secondly silence would be risky anyway so i made up my mind finally that it would be best to talk but to talk stupidly that is to talk and talk and talk to be in a tremendous hurry to explain things and in the end to get muddled in my own explanations so that my listener would walk away without hearing the end with a shrug or better still with a curse you succeed straight off in persuading them of your simplicity in boring them and in being incomprehensible three advantages all at once do you suppose anybody will suspect you of mysterious designs after that why every one of them would take it as a personal affront if any one were to say i had secret designs and i sometimes amuse them too and that's priceless why they're ready to forgive me everything now just because the clever fellow who used to publish manifestos out there turns out to be stupider than themselves that's so isn't it from your smile i see you approve nikolai vsyevolodovitch was not smiling at all however on the contrary he was listening with a frown and some impatience eh what i believe you said no matter pyotr stepanovitch rattled on nikolai vsyevolodovitch had said nothing at all of course of course i assure you i am not here to compromise you by my company by claiming you as my comrade but do you know you're horribly captious to-day i ran into you with a light and open heart and you seem to be laying up every word i say against me i assure you i'm not going to begin about anything shocking to-day i give you my word and i agree beforehand to all your conditions nikolai vsyevolodovitch was obstinately silent eh what did you say something i see i see that i've made a blunder again it seems you've not suggested conditions and you're not going to i believe you i believe you well you can set your mind at rest i know of course that it's not worth while for me to suggest them is it i'll answer for you beforehand and just from stupidity of course stupidity again you're laughing eh what nothing nikolai vsyevolodovitch laughed at last i just remembered that i really did call you stupid but you weren't there then so they must have repeated it i would ask you to make haste and come to the point why but i am at the point i am talking about sunday babbled pyotr stepanovitch why what was i on sunday what would you call it just fussy mediocre stupidity and in the stupidest way i took possession of the conversation by force but they forgave me everything first because i dropped from the moon that seems to be settled here now by everyone and secondly because i told them a pretty little story and got you all out of a scrape didn't they didn't they that is you told your story so as to leave them in doubt and suggest some compact and collusion between us when there was no collusion and i'd not asked you to do anything just so just so pyotr stepanovitch caught him up apparently delighted that's just what i did do for i wanted you to see that i implied it 
i exerted myself chiefly for your sake for i caught you and wanted to compromise you above all i wanted to find out how far you're afraid it would be interesting to know why you are so open now don't be angry don't be angry don't glare at me you're not though you wonder why i am so open why just because it's all changed now of course it's over buried under the sand i've suddenly changed my ideas about you the old way is closed now i shall never compromise you in the old way it will be in a new way now you've changed your tactics there are no tactics now it's for you to decide in everything that is if you want to say yes and if you want to say no there you have my new tactics and i won't say a word about our cause till you bid me yourself you laugh laugh away i'm laughing myself but i'm in earnest now in earnest in earnest though a man who is in such a hurry is stupid isn't he never mind i may be stupid but i'm in earnest in earnest he really was speaking in earnest in quite a different tone and with a peculiar excitement so that nikolai vsyevolodovitch looked at him with curiosity you say you've changed your ideas about me he asked i changed my ideas about you at the moment when you drew your hands back after shatov's attack and that's enough that's enough no questions please i'll say nothing more now he jumped up waving his hands as though waving off questions but as there were no questions and he had no reason to go away he sank into an armchair again somewhat reassured by the way in parenthesis he rattled on at once some people here are babbling that you'll kill him and taking bets about it so that lemke positively thought about setting the police on but yulia mikhailovna forbade it but enough about that quite enough i only spoke of it to let you know by the way i moved the lebyadkins the same day you know did you get my note with their address i received it at the time i didn't do that by way of stupidity i did it genuinely to serve you if it was stupid anyway it was done in good faith oh all right perhaps it was necessary said nikolai vsyevolodovitch dreamily only don't write any more letters to me i beg you impossible to avoid it it was only one so liputin knows impossible to help it but liputin you know yourself dare not by the way you ought to meet our fellows that is the fellows not our fellows or you'll be finding fault again don't disturb yourself not just now but sometime just now it's raining i'll let them know they'll meet together and we'll go in the evening they're waiting with their mouths open like young crows in a nest to see what present we brought them they're a hot-headed lot they've brought out leaflets they're on the point of quarrelling virginsky is a universal humanity man liputin is a fourierist with a marked inclination for police work a man i assure you who is precious from one point of view though he requires strict supervision in all others and last of all that fellow with the long ears he'll read an account of his own system and do you know they're offended at my treating them casually and throwing cold water over them but we certainly must meet you've made me out some sort of chief nikolai vsyevolodovitch dropped as carelessly as possible pyotr stepanovitch looked quickly at him by the way he interposed in haste to change the subject as though he had not heard i've been here two or three times you know to see her excellency varvara petrovna and i have been obliged to say a great deal too so i imagine no don't imagine i've simply told her that you won't kill him well and other sweet things and only fancy 
the very next day she knew i'd moved marya timofyevna beyond the river was it you told her i never dreamed of it i knew it wasn't you who else could it be it's interesting liputin of course no not liputin muttered pyotr stepanovitch frowning i'll find out who it's more like shatov that's nonsense though let's leave that though it's awfully important by the way i kept expecting that your mother would suddenly burst out with the great question ah yes she was horribly glum at first but suddenly when i came to-day she was beaming all over what does that mean it's because i promised her to-day that within five days i'll be engaged to lizaveta nikolaevna nikolai vsyevolodovitch said with surprising openness oh yes of course faltered pyotr stepanovitch seeming disconcerted there are rumours of her engagement you know it's true too but you're right she'd run from under the wedding crown you've only to call to her you're not angry at my saying so no i'm not angry i notice it's awfully hard to make you angry to-day and i begin to be afraid of you i'm awfully curious to know how you'll appear to-morrow i expect you've got a lot of things ready you're not angry at my saying so nikolai vsyevolodovitch made no answer at all which completed pyotr stepanovitch's irritation by the way did you say that in earnest to your mother about lizaveta nikolaevna he asked nikolai vsyevolodovitch looked coldly at him oh i understand it was only to soothe her of course and if it were in earnest nikolai vsyevolodovitch asked firmly oh god bless you then as they say in such cases it won't hinder the cause you see i don't say our you don't like the word our and i well i i i am at your service as you know you think so i think nothing nothing pyotr stepanovitch hurriedly declared laughing because i know you consider what you're about beforehand for yourself and everything with you has been thought out i only mean that i am seriously at your service always and everywhere and in every sort of circumstance every sort really do you understand that nikolai vsyevolodovitch yawned i bored you pyotr stepanovitch cried jumping up suddenly and snatching his perfectly new round hat as though he were going away he remained and went on talking however though he stood up sometimes pacing about the room and tapping himself on the knee with his hat at exciting parts of the conversation i meant to amuse you with stories of the lemkes too he cried gaily afterwards perhaps not now but how is yulia mikhailovna what conventional manners all of you have her health is no more to you than the health of the grey cat yet you ask after it i approve of that she's quite well and her respect for you amounts to a superstition her immense anticipations of you amount to a superstition she does not say a word about what happened on sunday and is convinced that you will overcome everything yourself by merely making your appearance upon my word she fancies you can do anything you're an enigmatic and romantic figure now more than ever you were extremely advantageous position it is incredible how eager every one is to see you they were pretty hot when i went away but now it is more so than ever thanks again for your letter they are all afraid of count k do you know they look upon you as a spy i keep that up you're not angry it does not matter it does not matter it's essential in the long run they have their ways of doing things here i encourage it of course yulia mikhailovna in the first place gaganov too you laugh 
but you know i have my policy i babble away and suddenly i say something clever just as they are on the lookout for it they crowd round me and i humbug away again they've all given me up in despair by now he's got brains but he's dropped from the moon lemke invites me to enter the service so that i may be reformed you know i treat him mockingly that is i compromise him and he simply stares yulia mihailovna encourages it oh by the way gaganov is in an awful rage with you he said the nastiest things about you yesterday at duhovo i told him the whole truth on the spot that is of course not the whole truth i spent the whole day at duhovo it's a splendid estate a fine house then is he at duhovo now nikolai vsyevolodovitch broke in suddenly making a sudden start forward and almost leaping up from his seat no he drove me here this morning we returned together said pyotr stepanovitch appearing not to notice stavrogin's momentary excitement what's this i dropped a book he bent down to pick up the keepsake he had knocked down the women of balzac with illustrations he opened it suddenly i haven't read it lemke writes novels too yes queried nikolai vsyevolodovitch as though beginning to be interested in russian on the sly of course yulia mihailovna knows and allows it he's henpecked but with good manners it's their system such strict form such self-restraint something of the sort would be the thing for us you approve of government methods i should rather think so it's the one thing that's natural and practicable in russia i won't i won't he cried out suddenly i'm not referring to that not a word on delicate subjects good-bye though you look rather green i'm feverish i can well believe it you should go to bed by the way there are skoptsi here in the neighbourhood they're curious people of that later though ah here's another anecdote there's an infantry regiment here in the district i was drinking last friday evening with the officers we've three friends among them vous comprenez they were discussing atheism and i need hardly say they made short work of god they were squealing with delight by the way shatov declares that if there's to be a rising in russia we must begin with atheism maybe it's true one grizzled old stager of a captain sat mum not saying a word all at once he stands up in the middle of the room and says aloud as though speaking to himself if there's no god how can i be a captain then he took up his cap and went out flinging up his hands he expressed a rather sensible idea said nikolai vsyevolodovitch yawning for the third time yes i didn't understand it i meant to ask you about it well what else have i to tell you the spigulin factory's interesting as you know there are five hundred workmen in it it's a hotbed of cholera it's not been cleaned for fifteen years and the factory hands are swindled the owners are millionaires i assure you that some among the hands have an idea of the internationale what you smile you'll see only give me ever so little time i've asked you to fix the time already and now i ask you again and then but i beg your pardon i won't i won't speak of that don't frown there he turned back suddenly i quite forgot the chief thing i was told just now that our box had come from petersburg you mean nikolai vsyevolodovitch looked at him not understanding your box your things coats trousers and linen have come is it true yes they said something about it this morning ah then can't i open it at once ask alexey well to-morrow then will to-morrow do 
you see my new jacket dress coat and three pairs of trousers are with your things from sharmer's by your recommendation do you remember i hear you're going in for being a gentleman here said nikolai vsyevolodovitch with a smile is it true you're going to take lessons at the riding school pyotr stepanovitch smiled a wry smile i say he said suddenly with excessive haste in a voice that quivered and faltered i say nikolai vsyevolodovitch let's drop personalities once for all of course you can despise me as much as you like if it amuses you but we'd better dispense with personalities for a time hadn't we all right nikolai vsyevolodovitch assented pyotr stepanovitch grinned tapped his knee with his hat shifted from one leg to the other and recovered his former expression some people here positively look upon me as your rival with lizaveta nikolaevna so i must think of my appearance mustn't i he laughed who was it told you that though hm it's just eight o'clock well i must be off i promised to look in on varvara petrovna but i shall make my escape and you go to bed and you'll be stronger to-morrow it's raining and dark but i've a cab it's not over safe in the streets here at night ah by the way there's a runaway convict from siberia fedka wandering about the town in the neighbourhood only fancy he used to be a serf of mine and my papa sent him for a soldier fifteen years ago and took the money for him he's a very remarkable person you have been talking to him nikolai vsyevolodovitch scanned him i have he lets me know where he is he's ready for anything anything for money of course but he has convictions too of a sort of course oh yes by the way again if you meant anything of that plan you remember about lizaveta nikolaevna i tell you once again i too am a fellow ready for anything of any kind you like and absolutely at your service hello are you reaching for your stick oh, oh no only fancy i thought you were looking for your stick nikolai vsyevolodovitch was looking for nothing and said nothing but he had risen to his feet very suddenly with a strange look in his face if you want any help about mr gaganov either pyotr stepanovitch blurted out suddenly this time looking straight at the paperweight of course i can arrange it all and i'm certain you won't be able to manage without me he went out suddenly without waiting for an answer but thrust his head in at the door once more i mentioned that he gabbled hurriedly because shatov had no right either you know to risk his life last sunday when he attacked you had he i should be glad if you would make a note of that he disappeared again without waiting for an answer end of chapter one section three recording by expatriate in bangor maine